In our house, there was nothing as dangerous as the truth. I'd slipped into Wara's room, though I was supposed to stay out of sight in mine. Backlit by the soft September sun, her party dress beckoned like a hibiscus to be plucked, pink blushing to rose at the hem, buttons like dewdrops down the back, a crimson sash. In a day, we turned twelve. Weeks earlier, surrounded by the freshwater scent of new fabric at Ibadan's top tailor, my twin sister had selected the exact dress I'd have chosen, had anyone asked. She would dazzle like a princess at our party, and I would be the brother trussed up in a suit. Not that I hated trousers. They're useful for tree climbing and playing football, but I also long to wear a dress sometimes. Okay, most times. Surely, whispered a little voice in my mind, Wura won't mind if you try the dress on, just to see. In fact, she might think it fun. And that was like Mother's driver denying he'd been drinking Kai Kai when the fumes on his breath could dry the water off your eyeballs. Bora would share her last bite of coconut candy with me. But if I touched her stuff without permission, her rage was roof-shattering, like Samson in the Bible. Yet how we'd both gasped the moment Bora opened the catalogue page to that dress. Minutes earlier, standing before my bedroom window, I'd seen Mother slide into the back seat of her Mercedes, watched it shoot down the driveway in Mr. Driver's typical gunfire fashion, watched the huge truck that had brought dozens of rental chairs rumble sedately out behind it like a disapproving old auntie. The gateman shut the gate, and I could finally escape. Mother would be gone for a while. Bura padded silently in. This was the best and the worst thing about being twins. We really surprised each other. She smoothed the sash on her dress, eyed me warily. Can I try it on? It popped out of my mouth. No, just for a minute. Bura's lower lip vanished under the top one. It was unfair to ask. Mother said Jehovah God would punish us all if she encouraged my sinful habits. I was maybe five the first time it happened. Mama Ondo, my grandmother, had been visiting. She'd set aside her wig, orange headscarf still tied on, while she napped on the cool veranda. I'd never realized till then that she sometimes wore one. I'd been shocked by the sight of her scalp, bald all around the edges, as if someone had plucked her clean. I'd arranged the wig on my head, tiptoed to the hallway mirror, and as the world slid into proper focus, made the happy discovery that I was, in fact, a girl. I'd promptly named myself Laurie and raced off to spread the good news, confident everything would now be fixed. You're not a girl, Otolorin. You're a boy, Mother had hissed. And if you ever repeat those words or let anyone see your privates... I'll lock you outside at night for Bombo Bombo to steal. That brought weeks of nightmares. I was never sure afterwards if I dreamed of my grandmother in a long white robe, standing before a small fire in the backyard, the wig she'd thrown on it, spitting flame, 
before curling up like a small dying animal. I tried my best since to forget about Lori, but it was like trying to turn off a broken tap. The feelings just kept flowing. Please, I pulled the big sad eyes Wura could never refuse. She'd hoped I'd say, never mind, forget it. Then she'd exile herself with me to my room, and we'd play snakes and ladders and pretend I'd never asked. But I couldn't. Because maybe, if I saw Laurie again, just for one sweet moment, in that heavenly dress, then I could go back quietly to being Otto. Her fists clenched, then released. All right, then. Off with your clothes. I stripped immediately to my underwear before she could change her mind.